Welcome to Birth Stories in Color, a podcast creating community for people of color to share and learn from birth stories of all types. I'm your host, Laurel Gurrier. Today's episode features Chanel Rojas. She describes herself as a wife, mom, brand designer, and birth photographer and videographer serving the Tampa Bay area. She's in love with basically everything birth-related and geeked when she thinks about the fact that birth has united us. Chanel is also the founder of The Melanated Birth, formerly known as Birth United, whose mission is to bring awareness to women of color of the options available to them through the imagery of birth. So, hello, Chanel. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yes. So, can you first start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? Okay. Well... I'm a mom of three <laughs> kids, um, ages three, six, and nine. I like that their ages are like that right now because that's fun to say. Yeah, that's cute. Uh, <laughs> makes me look like a really good planner, but I'm really not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been married for almost 10 years this March. My husband's pretty cool, I guess. Um, I'll keep him. Um, But yeah, I am a birth photographer. I started my photography journey back in um, 2010 and shot my first birth in 2011 and have been just trying to do it ever since. Um, Yeah. Drawing a blank. I don't know what else to say about myself. (laughs) That works. It's totally fine. Uh, So you did. You gave us a little hint of when you started your work. Um, Mm -hmm. How did like why birth photography? Um, How did that begin? What did that look that journey look like for you to get into Um, that? I kind of winged it. Um, In 2011, I don't even know what made me want to try birth photography. I have no idea. Um, cause that was so long ago and I was so young and naive. Um, <laughs> but I tried it. I kind of offered it initially to my clients as a, like part of a package, like a bump to baby package where it was like a maternity session, a birth and then newborn session. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. And I charged like $500 for all of that, which Ooh. is like the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> It was a lot of time that was spent, and I basically lost money doing that. So yeah. things you learn. Yes. Hence yes. My, my naivety. Um, <laughs> but when I shot the first one, I was like, dude, this is so awesome, just being able to, like, witness birth, like, outside of my own. At that time, I only had one kid. So, like, that was cool. We were, like associated with the military so each of the moms they were like military families having their babies at hospitals because that's not something that we were doing mm-hmm. um but just being able to witness the birth of like a baby that's not mine like that was cool and i took i did not take that for granted at all like i felt like it was such a privilege to be invited into their birth space right so it kind of drove me to do more Mm-hmm. Um, I took a more of a hiatus um, over the years and only really got back into it in 2016 after I had my daughter Okay, um, because we were an army family and we were traveling all over. Well, we were only stationed like a couple other places, but we didn't have any family with us. So it made like 
shooting births really complicated because you, right. sure you have like an on-call babysitter and stuff like that. And I don't trust people like that. So we, I kind of like put it on hold for yeah. a while when we moved back home to Tampa. Um, my flexibility was able to open up because now I have my mom in town and my sister yeah, and my husband, obviously, but like I have people that I can rely on to watch my kids. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Shot it once and then I fell in love. <laughs> and I've always been like, um, into like the medical field. Mm-hmm. Like as a kid, I wanted to be a doctor, but then like I learned how long you had to go to school to be a doctor. And I was like, nah, no, never mind. You. I don't want to do that. Um, like that's the sentiment for most people. Ooh, I can't. Nope, no, thank you. Well, it sounded good when I was a kid, right? But, and I was always creative, but I like I didn't even pick up photography until like 2010. Like wow. I wasn't even a photographer at all, or even thought about it in mm-hmm. that kind of light until 2010. Um, my husband got me my first camera, um, and then after he got me that camera, he was like, "That thing was kind of expensive, so maybe you should like." <laughs> Like maybe use that to like <laughs> be a owner or something, take pictures of other people and get that money back. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm so grateful that he like gave that to me because initially it was just so I could take pictures of our son and it just blossomed from there. Um, yeah. And I felt like it was like, it became part of me, you know? Yeah. So I love it. I'm glad that that journey began yeah here I am and it's it's (laughs) interesting we did um for my daughter's birth we were lucky that like my best friend who also does photography was there and I remember when like we at first like when people would ask her about like her doing birth photography they're like you're gonna take pictures of her vagina yeah I get that (laughs) all the time and I, I you know she would be like well yes but no at the same time like I'm taking pictures of the entire birth. And of course there might be shots of the baby coming out of her vagina. But I say that to say, can you like tell us a little bit about um, what it looks like to be a birth photographer? Like how, you know, as doulas, we, you know, we know you're there, you're as involved in the birth as much as we are, but can you, you know, explain what that, what it is to be a birth photographer a little bit? Yeah. So like my go-to saying is it's not about the crowd shot. (laughs) Um, because like that's only just like a small small moment of the whole entire thing right so like going back also to like the question about why birth photography like the whole reason why I really especially when we moved back down to Florida how why I really pursued it so much is because you don't remember a lot of what happened on the day you had your kids like I could tell you that like for sure for my first son i remember one, two things i remember when i was getting an epidural no i lied three things first thing is my water broke on its own but like we we're just hanging around the house and no labor didn't start or anything like that mm-hmm. so i was like oh, okay i was gonna have a water birth with him but my mind had already shifted into oh we're gonna just get induced mm-hmm. um, so i went to the hospital and then they induced me like with Pitocin and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they gave me an epidural, but they had to stick me three times to get okay. the epidural. Right. Blood pressure dropped. My husband's ready to fight somebody. 
you know, like that kind of thing happened. I remember um, when my son came out, like I couldn't feel hardly anything at all. Like I pushed, my eyes was open. Like I watched him come out. But as he was coming out, like I remember in my head looking at him like this kid looks nothing like I expected him to look like. Like, I don't know. Like if I didn't see him come out, like I don't think I would have believed that he was my kid, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, I said all that to say like, don't remember everything else. Mm -hmm. Like it was just me and my husband there in the room. And I don't remember anything besides sleeping Mm -hmm. once I got the epidural and same thing, like with my other two kids, I had my sister as a photographer for one. And then I gave my dad the camera for my daughter so that he could take pictures. And like, that was a whole different story. Like hire professional people. (laughs) 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 For my sister, when my sister took my pictures, I told her, I was like, um, I do not want any crotch shots. Mm -hmm. Like do not because also I was naive. Now I'm like, give me them. I want to see, but she took crotch shots. But what made me annoyed is that like the, my son wasn't coming out at the time. Like mm-hmm. it was literally just my crotch swollen <laughs> because he was like, you know, he was making his way down, but he right, wasn't right, right. Yet. No crowning, no baby head, nothing. Just nothing. It was just my <laughs> swollen open <crotch. laughs> vagina just there while everybody's just talking and, you know, in the room like, okay, cool. But this doesn't tell anything. Mm-hmm. But then my dad, when he took the pictures, he was like, probably like 25% of the pictures were like keepers. Mm-hmm. And then the rest were either blown out, like super bright or blurry. And I'm like, if I were to ever have another kid, hiring a photographer is like top of my list. Yeah. But our whole, the whole reason why we're there is to document the things that you're not going to remember. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, those little moments, those intimate moments between you and your spouse or your kids, if they're there or, you know, like just little things that you definitely won't remember. Like our whole purpose is to capture that. And I tell my clients, like, I can be as ninja-like as possible, like where you don't even really remember that I'm there Mm -hmm. or I could be as like talkative as you need me to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really gauge it by how they are like in the moment. Like if I could tell that if a mom is like really just in the zone and obviously needs quiet, like I'm not going to say anything. I'm just keeping quiet, get my shots and, you know, keep moving forward. But I have families that like I had a birth recently where like the Mom was there, dad, her mom, her sister, a doula, the midwives, like another doula who wasn't even her higher doula, but it was coming in and out anyways and like helping out. And then me. And I'm like, it felt like we're all family. Yeah. Yeah. So like everybody was talking, laughing. I was making fun of the dad a couple of times. Like he had a moment where he was fanning the mom with like, a tissue or a towel or a rag or something and as he's doing it like we start laughing because you imagine um the power of christ compels you as he's like doing like this with the the little um the rag it was so funny so like i'm giggling behind the camera as as i'm recording it yeah it's like i love that i could be what is needed for the family right right 
Sometimes, occasionally, I have to tap into my nosy doula-ness where I'm not a doula, mm-hmm. but like I've been working around doulas and sometimes I'm with families who don't have one and maybe I like realize that something's going on with them that a doula would know what to do with mm-hmm. that situation and I remember what they would do and be like, hey, maybe we should try this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, it'll help. Yeah. So like... I have been advocates for people. I have prayed with people. Just, you know, like, it's just an amazing kind of dynamic. It's more than just a birth photographer. Like, I love it. Yeah. It's so, it's so wonderful that you say that. Cause I think, um, you know, no matter who, who you, you have in your birth space or what their title is, you just want to make sure that they're able to like read your energy and, mm-hmm. and find the birth space, like the sacred thing that it is. And right. if you just have people who are able to do that, you're going to get the support you need and they're going to be able to do whatever their job is exactly. for you. Um, so, and, and like, you know, picking up on anything like I, you know, I, I am a doula, but there's definitely like nurses or other family members or, birth photographers that I'm picking up from their energy that something needs to be different. Like we're all mm-hmm. a team to make sure that this family has an amazing birth experience. Exactly. Uh-huh. And obviously if they hired all of you, right. you all have an essential part to play and it's best for the family. If everybody plays nicely together and kind of works off of each other's strengths, you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's so it's not crazy. about us. exactly it's had like even that same birth that I was just referencing like it had moments and it's one of those things that'll stay in my mind forever like it had moments where although this mom had all this family there right like all this support it had moments while I when I put my camera down from you know taking shots and just you know just looked at her that she would look up at me like almost in a like I like, I don't even know how to describe yeah, that like birth like, trance. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I need you to say something yeah, or support yeah. me somehow just yeah. looking directly at me in my eyes. And I'm just like, you got this. Like yeah. there's yeah. nothing else that I can, you got this Keep You're doing so great. Like, yeah. yeah, it's an interesting like position to be in, especially when you're somebody who's like me, who's like, I'm actually really introverted. Like I prefer <laughs> to just, be the ninja in the background. Right. I will stay quiet, but I'm also a like I consider myself a stay-at-home mom, but I'm like I work from home. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. my day is spent with children all the time. So naturally, when I'm with adults, I can talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I overshare, but like it's amazing just to be in that kind of environment that if that's needed then you can provide that but if it's not then I'm cool I'm just gonna be here be quiet and maybe I'll play on my phone because like I'm not gonna sit there and take pictures the entire time I've been at births where I've been there for like 29 hours straight you know and I'm not gonna take pictures the entire time like you can only get so much of the same positions or shots Mm -hmm. or whatever so there's a lot of downtime as well, especially for the longer births. But at the end of the day, the story has to be told, you know? So, so thinking about that, like, you know, you as a photographer and the importance of telling the story, um, 
Can you tell us a little bit about the mission behind the Melanated Birth and like where that all started and how that started for you? Oh, yes, for sure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That is a very important project for me. Um, Having been a birth photographer, um, I realized that something was a, a common thing was happening. I was not getting a whole lot of melanated clients. Like the people that were hiring me were mostly white, because mm-hmm. I lack of a better term. But <laughs> they were mostly white clients who were hiring me, which is cool. Like mm-hmm. I'll work with anybody. Um, but I'm like, where are we at? Why are we not hiring these people? And then you do like searches and stuff like that for like births. And you realize that most of the people that you see in these pictures of birth are white people, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like is a problem because black women are the ones that are dying at like astronomical rates here in the United States. And I found out recently in the UK too, um, at even higher rates in the UK actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but why are we not seeing ourselves birthing in these different atmospheres, I guess? Mm-hmm. Um, like, hospitals and birth centers and at home and stuff like that just showing us our options right um and it took a push almost not even an intentional push but a push nonetheless from a client that i had she had her baby december of 2017 home birth v-back she's a plus-size mom black woman you know like it was overall like oh yay ideal client like you are the epitome of you know the minority Mm -hmm. and she told me when she hired me I want these images shared everywhere Mm -hmm. because you don't see people like me having a home birth and breastfeeding and doing all these things so like please share these images everywhere And I was like, you know what? You were so right. And that's something that bothers me. (laughs) But like her being willing to put herself out there like that kind of gave me the push to be like, you know what? If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. Mm -hmm. So it's time for me to stand up and, you know, really push this. The Melanated Birth used to be called Birth United. Mm -hmm. It used to have nothing to do with what the mission is now originally it was about um connecting birth workers across the board doulas ob's nurses midwives photographers all that so that we could realize that at the end of the day birth united us like Mm -hmm. that's the reason why we're working together um and yeah that mission is awesome and great but I was feeling the pull to really stand for something that I believe in mm-hmm. personally, um, which is seeing more melanated folks birthing. And I, cha- I changed the whole mission and stuff last year after I changed my personal logo for my business. Mm-hmm. It was a leap with that too, because my business is called Dear Little One. And I had a very generic-ish logo. It was just the text, you know what I mean? Um, my husband would say it was very marketable. Um, but I was like, I feel like 
I want to be represented in my, in my work. So when people see my logo that they automatically know that that's dear little one, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So I rebranded, um, kept the name, but I changed the icon of my logo. So it showcases a black mother in my logo. Mm -hmm. And that, um, was actually taken with so much love and acceptance, like that change and the why of that change, um, because the representation matters. Yep. Um, that I was like, you know what, like, let's do this for birth United too. Yeah. So that kind of like, it was like a trickle down effect, like the, the work in my personal business, like kind of transform my thinking, um, into the melanated birth. And as of probably the very end of last year, I changed the name from birth United to the melanated birth Mm -hmm. to more reflect what the actual mission is. So hopefully that answered the question. No, it did. Um, (laughs) And really, you know, brings to light like a couple of things. One, I think, you know, in the melanated community, we sometimes don't think that we deserve the type of things that other, that white women get. So we Mm -hmm. don't think we deserve doulas or don't think we can afford doulas or birth photographers or people to help us create an experience in our story. Like we don't, we, because we don't see it. We're like, oh, Mm -hmm. that's for them. Um, Right. And then there's also the piece of, not seeing people who look like us to do that work. Right. Um, because we are, you know, I think as, as a group are very protective of our spaces, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, fine. Like, yes, completely. Right. We want people who understand our story and who can relate to our story and resonate with that. But there's, I mean, there's not enough black midwives. There's not enough black doulas. There's not enough black birth photographers. Um, and so when we are able to, and I say we as like Danielle and I, you and other people who are trying to find a way to get our stories and experiences out, it's just so important that understanding that like we're giving that space and letting others in our, our community know like we are deserving of right. this stuff um, and how to connect and get resources to, to have that experience. But something I found so yeah. interesting, sorry to cut you off, no. but something that I found so interesting is that when I was doing some research for a, a, a class, online class course or whatever that I developed, more so to teach white allies mm-hmm. how to diversify their portfolio mm-hmm. and work with people of color, um, it's called Birth Diversified. But when I was doing research for that, um, and trying to find people because I did like a video of like a few people's stories, like their birth experiences. I actually found it hard to find people who would claim that they had a negative birth experience, which is interesting to me, like because I was looking for specifically people of color mm-hmm. uh, and most the people I talked to at that time, they were like, no, um, I my birth experience was actually really awesome. And I'm like, that's great. But uh, at the same time, I wonder, like, me and my friend, um, 
we talked about this before, like you don't know what you don't know. So like if you've always experienced every time you went to the doctor, every time you went to an OB appointment, every time you've seen your midwife or whatever, if you've always experienced a certain level of care, mm-hmm. um, you won't notice if your care is different from yes. Carol's care. Yes, you know, like, exactly. You're not going to notice. So Absolutely. in your eyes, you're treated you know, this is amazing. It was a great birth. But when you, in retrospect, you might realize that, oh, wait a second, like it actually wasn't, you know what I mean? Cause like, yeah. I think back at my births, like my first one, there's no reason why I should have had to get stuck three times to get the epidural. Like mm-hmm. no reason at all. I also didn't need to get freaking induced. Like mm-hmm. my water broke. It wasn't broken for very long. They could have let me labor or like waited out until mm-hmm. labor actually started they didn't you know what I mean um with my second birth I could say like nothing really crazy happened like with that one mm-hmm. um but with my daughter after her I hemorrhaged and it was kind of scary and painful and mm-hmm. stuff like that and in hindsight like I know the reason why you know mm-hmm. like the doctor rushed um what is that fourth stage and the placenta, placenta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like he rushed that like had he not rushed that I probably would not have had that problem and what you hear is that oh third babies that's more common that's what they told me but that is not that's not something that should happen right you know what I mean right. had things progressed the way it should have physiologically I probably wouldn't have had that issue at the time of those birth experiences, like, oh, yeah, this is normal because <laughs> it lines up with everything that I've been, mm-hmm. you know, having mm-hmm. before that. But hindsight is twenty twenty. I told my husband already that although I have had my tubes taken all the way out, we have like no babies coming here. But I was like, if that was even an option for us, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I know that I would opt for quite a few things and do things way differently than I did with my first three. It'd be like home birth, you know, hire a doula, yeah, hire yeah. a photographer. Like we're doing this thing. Like, and I want an all melanated team. Mm-hmm. But like, I obviously that's not really an option for me right now. <laughs> but I already told him. Yeah. Like, just yeah. so you know, if some yeah. crazy miracle <laughs> immaculate conception thing happens like how it's going down (laughs) expect that yeah but that's why it's so important to do things about like birth stories and color talking about our experiences Mm -hmm. having images and video of our experience so we can see like i mean when i talk to even um family members about our birth, my birth experiences or people who have listened to the show, they're like, I didn't know you could do this, this, and this, or that you could actually say no to things that they, I mean, it's the little things. And like you said, we go in trusting that care providers know what they are going to give us all the information to make the best decision. And that's not always happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're, you hit, (laughs) you hit that. For sure. Yeah. Um, so can you, now that Melanated Birth had, the Melanated Birth has changed a little bit, how do you, you know, partner with other photographers? How do people become involved? What does that look like? 
Yeah. So I'm still working on building the directory. Mm -hmm. Um, I really, really, really want to see more birth providers of color. That way we can kind of link up families of color with providers of color. Um, And it's not even just for black or brown birth providers. I have an option for allies too. So Mm -hmm. you can work with people who are at least empathetic to what you are experiencing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All of the allies are um, actually all, all the members actually have access to my birth diversified course. So, which is especially helpful for the allies. So you will know that going in the allies that are listed on Um, The melanated birth are people who at least know something about what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And they'll they'll learn it from me from history. Not even just like, because my course, it does not just talk about what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. It talks about the why it's happening now. Mm -hmm. Um, So we dig deep into some history of, you know, birth in America and um, things like that. Things regular people may not know or people may just be oblivious to ultimately I want to just create that kind of connection yeah. uh, while showing our women birthing mm-hmm. there's also you can share your story so like I want to blog more I'm terrible at blogging but I want to blog more on there um, share the stories of other women mm-hmm. and you know just real life stuff. I also plan to, I'm trying to get this off the ground, but like I have to get the motivation, <laughs> but I, I really want to do a, um, a magazine, the melanated birth magazine. Yeah. So I want in there to tell our stories, to show us birthing and like feature providers and all this kind of stuff, like have these big ideas, but I'm like, where do I start? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, those are things that are in the works. So 2019 okay. is going to be a big year, but the biggest thing is going to be the wanting to, to grow that, that directory. Yeah. Um, because right now it doesn't have like a whole lot of people on there. Um, it is a fee to join $3 a month to get listed on the directory. I think it's $9 a month to get um, like a premium listing. So you get listed and you have access to everything that like discounts for um, places um, that are obviously relevant to like mm-hmm. birth and even like just business type stuff. Yeah. Um, and access to that course and you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So there's two things I want to ask you to elaborate a little bit more. The first one is with the diversified courses, this for people who are, wanting to possibly start up doing photographer photography people who are doing photography or videography or can it just be someone who's interested in what diversified videography photography might be so the course itself it only touches very very minutely on actual photography and video okay like got it it's more so about diversifying birth clients. Got it. And it can be taken um, 
and not just for birth, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like for regular business practices, but yeah. the focus is births and birth workers. Got um, it. Has like a small little section that is more like this is for the photographers. Um, but otherwise it's pretty, pretty general. Got it. Now you don't have to be a member to sign up to do the course. Mm-hmm. The course itself is like, is $99. So, okay. So being a member, get to get access to it. Yes. Got it. Got it. Okay. Which I think, you know, thinking about diversifying your, your birth clients is important. And you, like you said, touching on the history is so important and to Mm -hmm. why we are here today, having the numbers that we have um, Mm -hmm. is really important and key. And I think about other people who are trying to, you know, justify the reasons and talk about the reasons don't talk about the big piece of what racism and the history has done. So that's really, that's really important. <laughs> that's my jam. I feel, like I, I feel like I've been starting to become like a historian or something. Uh, so it's so maybe. funny you say that my, my husband is, um, is a history professor. And the other day I was joking with him. I was like, you know, I think I'm a historian now. Like I collect stories and, and have to talk about like history and how that's all. And he busts out laughing. He was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, sure. And that's exactly what that is. Good job. <laughs> um, but the second thing that I want you to elaborate a little bit on, if you, if you feel led to do so, is you have this um, project that you recently put out and it is your, um, imagery of what birth stories for slaves was like and i would love to hear a little bit more about that and um i'm definitely going to link have in the show notes the link to like your blog and all that about that but can you tell us a little bit about where that came from and and what that is so that came from me craving information craving that imagery searching for it and not being able to find it like it I was like what the heck like this is a time um during the during American history that showed our women really just excelling being the go-to you know what I mean for like births and all that kind of stuff like We were the midwives, the wet nurses, you know, and still expected to do everything else Mm -hmm. on top of that, Mm -hmm. you know, in slavery. We're not getting paid for this, Mm -hmm. but we were doing it. And we were the ones that even um, the slave masters reached out to when they were in pain or, you know, seeking some kind of remedy for their illnesses or their spouses were having their babies and stuff like that we were the ones that were getting reached out to yet when i searched for images of that i could not find anything the main thing i image that i found was the one of the illustration of the black woman on the table with james marion sims Mm -hmm. like for the that's on the cover of um slave slavery birth something like that some slave birth i'll find it i'll link it (laughs) i have it around here it's probably not by my desk but yeah it's the that image that's on the cover of that book that's the only image i was finding and i found that very disheartening because like we're so much more than an experiment Mm -hmm. you know yeah um 
So I was like, forget it. Since I can't find the images, I'm going to make some myself. (laughs) (laughs) I did a little research and I tried, like, I'm in Florida. So, like, some, like, I didn't, I don't have access to, like, a plantation where I'm at or anything Mm -hmm. like that. So I tried to make it work and um, found this cute little, like, fort looking thing, like, not even like five minutes away from my house for the first set of images. Um, the first set of images is called Unto Us a Slave is Born. Um, and it just depicts a black slave and her midwife um, delivering her son. Um, it was a real baby. I actually shot her birth like a couple weeks before that. And yeah. She was super fine with, you know, being part of that project. Yeah. Um, so I got to use a real baby for that one. And it's great. <laughs> Um, and then more recently I did part two of the series and it's called the sins of their fathers. Mm-hmm. So that one took it like a whole different level of deep. Yeah. Like, yeah, because what they don't often talk about is how these slave masters were raping our women. Like these women you know, they're bound to get pregnant at some point with, between all of these um, assaults and those children being part Negro are now slaves because mm-hmm. that dad is not going to claim that child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So at best, they might have the opportunity to be a like a house slave. More than likely, no. But the images in the second um, or part two of the series um, depict a breastfeeding mom who I also shot her birth recently. So the baby is real baby breastfeeding a light baby while there's another mom in labor and she's caring for that mom while caring for her son born of rape. So it's very deep and it's an emotional thing when you like really sit back and you think about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I challenged people who watch or who looked at that series to just kind of like think back, like your generation is not even that far back, like a mm-hmm. great grandparent, maybe your great, great grandparent. You can be related to the opposite race because of rape. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's so crazy to like think about. And then I sometimes I see these, um, you know, how you see like people who share their like ancestry DNA or yeah. like, yeah. you know, 23andMe DNA thing. Yeah. And it has sections that they're like 11% um, English, like from Britain. And I can't help but think like, I wonder if that's due to a rape that happened of just a few generations down the line. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah just things that you don't even realize. I actually had somebody who reached out to me, a male birth photographer, white male birth photographer. I should note. He reached out to me after I shared that series. He was like, um, basically that he didn't want to look at it. He didn't want to because he like, he found out recently that his great, like a little ways down the line, his family was like a prominent member of his family was a slave owner. He's like, well, I would like to believe that they, you know, at least took care of their slaves. The 
the fact remains that they like were part of that you know what i mean they perpetuated that and he was like ashamed of it you know what i mean he's like i did look at the pictures it was hard for me to look at and just like you know but he sat in his feelings and like just let that marinate and you know he had to address why he didn't want to look at them in the first place right and he was like kind enough to reach out to me and let me know like how he felt about it and why he felt the way he felt and it was a really positive experience i was like like see this is why i do what i do yeah 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 so like ultimately my goal with the images is to spark research really like you hear about these things but like look it up you'd be amazed at the crap that you're gonna find on the subject so just challenging people's thought process challenging what history what our history lessons has taught us mm-hmm. which is not accurate <laughs> it's like only a that, tiny that too that are <laughs> only a tiny not accurate for some of us um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not accurate for you know uh, the people who are the the losers mm-hmm. the story quote unquote yeah, yeah. Um, so but no, that I'm I'm excited to watch the series unfold, and I'm I'm glad it's sparking conversation. And you know, sometimes like when I get addressed by allies about um, or people who want to be allies but aren't sure what that means or or how to do that work um, about you know birth stories and color or anyone whose focus is empowering and creating change mm-hmm. for our community is well, what can I do? And I'm like, first, sit in your own. Sit in your own feelings. Um, address why you feel so compelled to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then invest in us. And Let actually us, do something. And do something. Like, we know, we know, the, we, we have the answers. We know what needs to happen. But it, I mean, to be honest, at this point, it takes resources and money, <laughs> which mm-hmm. we're not getting. Um, exactly. So do that. Find find a way to invest. Um, find a way to share or um, uplift work. I mean, like you know, you you see these images. Direct people back to that source. Um, mm-hmm. But I th- I think like it, it first starts with though the piece of sitting with your feelings. Right, addressing the feelings that you're having, mm-hmm. and then kind of moving forward with that. Because I've I've got I that's one of the questions that I get a lot from white people who are trying to be like they see what i'm what i'm saying they're like what do i need to do like how do i help like first realize why you feel that way Mm -hmm. make sure that you are checking your privilege make sure that the reason why you want to help is for the right reasons not because you're trying to like save us exactly um and then once you've like dissected all of that which mind you, oh, this is in my course. (laughs) Once you've dissected all of that, then take the steps to like do something. Mm -hmm. Like a a closed mouth doesn't get fed, you know? So if you just keep quiet, you see these things, these atrocities happening to people, speak up, say something, you know what I mean? Um, If you're not comfortable with saying things, if you're not comfortable with putting yourself out there, um, for, you know, there's a good chance you might, you're going to get hit with like negativity when you're mm-hmm. ready to speak out. 
then donate find a cause that supports us and donate to it like financially because if you can't help with your voice help with your wallets <laughs> and i know people are like but that's so like that just sounds so harsh like but it's the reality exactly it, it is the reality until i get funding. my mule in my land <laughs> um we've got some problems so lastly is there anything else that you want to share with listeners resources advice just anything that you want to leave them with um that's a good question basically you have options that's that's, <laughs> that's my that's going to be my go-to thing like, like that you have options to my women of color who are like unsure of what to do when it comes to their birth like you have options you don't have to settle for what your mom and your aunt and your cousin and them did like just because they went to the hospital and had their baby with an epidural and all that kind of stuff that doesn't mean you have to do that that's not saying that it's bad right what i'm saying is do your research and know that there are other options out there for you so when you do your research and you make an informed decision that gives you a much better chance at surviving like actually not dying <laughs> during childbirth because you know your stuff you know what to expect you know what i mean and also hire a doula you don't have to hire me although i really want you to hire me <laughs> photographers like we need your stories need to be documented but if you can't afford to hire a birth photographer at least at minimum hire a doula somebody who can advocate on your behalf um, and, you know, just kind of like inform you of your choices, um, or your options rather, but yeah, I think awesome. that's, that's, my no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that is so good. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for sharing, um, yourself and your project with all of us. Like we, we really appreciate it. So. Glad to be on. Yay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Birth Stories in Color. To hear this show and other episodes, head to birthstoriesincolor.com.